He's an eight-time Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Award winner. And he snapped a ball through his legs. Wait, what, why does your name get to go first? Shut up. This is Scone and T. Because they made us. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to Scone and Tea. Yo, Moose, can I get some sound in my ears, brother? Uh, as long, can you hear me? Am yeah. I good to go? Okay, if, hey, if he can, if you, if he can hear me, I'm fine. You can't hear yourself. I can't hear you either. I got no sound in my ears. He got me. Moose got me. What's going on, y'all? Welcome in to Scone and Tea. Glad to be back. Thanks for uh, letting us take last week off, uh, enjoying a little. Thanksgiving. Uh, okay, there we go. Yep, yep, yep. Got myself now. We're good. I can do this. This is perfect. Perfect. Right on. There we go. Matt, the old blue-collar radio roots coming through once again. Uh, yeah, we are very happy to be back here. Uh, unfortunately, it's after that uh, devastating, moist pile of crap that was Saturday <laughs> night in College Station. Did you say moist pile of crap is there any better string of adjectives to describe what you had to witness saturday night yeah yeah definitely better than that garbage jimbo fisher offense that only managed to put up 30 points against sam houston didn't just beat you but kind of dominated you not kind of did dominate you uh, and look, I get it. We don't. We don't have to belabor the point. We can move on. SEC championship. Let's see yeah. what can happen. Let's move on. Uh, but uh, you know, since we weren't on last week, we're on this week. I, I figured that we had to at least get some sort of opening statement on it. Uh, thanks for being here. We're at Oliver Twist. I feel like standing right now. I'm gonna stand for a little while. Uh, I completely understand that. I've become a stander in the studio. Um, we're at Oliver Twist, Perkins Road in Baton Rouge. Always love coming here. Appreciate the guys for having us. Uh, sorry we missed last week, but um, we're glad to be back this week. T-Bob, the next time we do a show, will be at Dad Times 3. Yep. How does that feel? How does that sound? Um, pretty intimidating. At, really? At this point, yeah. Why? Uh, just because, you know. The whole switching from man-to-man to zone thing? Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. Uh, I don't know. I only have one kid. Yeah, no, just, uh, I don't My know, My one man. kid's a handful, but it's just yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, but everybody who's a parent gets it, dude. Any, It doesn't matter. Everything in life is just adding more responsibility, getting used to that, and then adding more responsibility. So that's all this is. Yeah. And it just comes at a time where... Well, I've, I have been feeling great. This really all went fuckity because after A&M Saturday, my body completely shut down. I don't know <laughs> what it was. It was just too much whiskey and wine, too much scone and tea during the season, too much sports, too many takes. I was so full of hot air all fall long that my body literally shut down. I mean, I tested Here. negative for the flu, tested Here. negative for COVID, felt absolutely awful. Uh, but... About like five or six hours ago, it uh, started to turn, and I uh, started to feel normal once again. So I'm Wait, regaining you have the some vid? confidence. No, no, no. I tested negative for everything. Negative so, for the vid, negative for the flu. What, your body was just shutting down on you? Shutting down. Horrible aches and pains, sweating and shivering uh, uncontrollably. Did you have uh, not sleeping? Maybe you had uh, maybe you had West Nile. They said it could be something viral. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it was. All I know is, thank God, around the afternoon today, I finally started to feel normal. So like, 
I was in pure panic this morning. I'm feeling a bit more confident tonight. Dude, I can't even imagine with a baby like 48 hours away and then you're like sick. And I haven't been sick. I never get sick. This is the worst I've felt in two years. Can you go like a foot that way? That's what I'm saying. It's, We're just it's, do it's, this. it's been supreme. Like, uh, Thank ah, you. shit. Napoleon has some great quote about like in battle, morale is three parts of better valor or whatever. Whatever. Basically, he's saying that a lot of times morale and Suck attitude it up, bitch. That's what he's saying. are more important. Yeah. Than, uh, than your actual skill or be able to handle stuff. And so morale reached an all-time low. But, uh, yes, we will suck it up. And I am excited. And we would deal with everything as it comes. And uh, we will fucking prevail. Just uh, like LSU will prevail, beat Georgia's ass on Saturday, become the first three-loss SEC champion uh, that's since not true. Oh, since. LSU okay, 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 okay. in 2001. Got it, got it. And reclaim the Sugar Bowl spot from those thieving fucking bastards, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yes. Uh, Bama's not going to go to the Sugar Bowl. Actually, yeah, they will. Bama would go Sugar. Yeah, Bama will play K-State in the Sugar. And did you see the report from, um, I think it was Stuart Mandel today, that the Rose Bowl is considering not taking Ohio State? that the Rose Bowl would take Penn State instead because they've had Ohio State so much. And so that would mean if that happens, now again, that's, we'll see if it actually happens, but if that happens, that means Ohio State would go to the Orange Bowl against Clemson and oh. Tennessee would go to the Cotton Bowl against some shitty G5 school that nobody wants to watch. Yeah, uh, if Tulane wins, they'll go to the Cotton. Is it the same thing for you at UCF? Uh, yeah, so so Cotton is is uh, has no tie-ins, so it's at large against at large, and so nobody ever wants the G5 school, so they're going to end up going there. That's what I'm saying. But it, are the two G5 schools like, if Tulane wins, they're going to the Cotton. Do you know if it's the same for UCF? Or Absolutely. Is there another G5 Who, out there? Whoever the G5. Oh, so you no, I think it would be UCF. Yes, I think okay. the winner of this game is would be would be the one that goes. All right, big game for Willie Fritz in the wave. Willie Fritz, stay in putt. Yeah, man. Um. No, I mean, it does piss me off that Alabama is now going to steal your New Year's Six Thunder thanks to that abysmal game last week. I do believe this, though. I don't give a fuck what Boo Corrigan's talking about. Um, I don't see how in the world they could possibly okay. justify flipping Alabama and Ohio State without either of them playing this week. Oh, there's no way. And there's no way, exactly. But it's you know what else man. fucking pisses me off? What fucking pisses you off? This playoff ranking this week has proven more distinctly and clearly than anything I've ever seen the horrible flaws of a four-team playoff. In that. You're just figuring that out? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying that, you know, there are other years where it's not this very laid out on the table, right? This first year since 2017, there's not a top-five matchup on championship weekend. It's one of the only times where you have the four teams that are already in yes. all putting their reputations on the line and too little lackadaisical sons of bitches passive hanging out recovering chilling at home who may get back into the playoff through no merit of their own but just because another team had to play an extra game for being too good like 
like Auburn in 2017. I would, uh, yeah, I would. Auburn lost to Georgia, and Bama took their spot in the playoff. I would. And won, then won the national championship. Yeah, exactly. Against Georgia. Uh, and, and, again, I mean, it's a massive advantage for Alabama there to not have to play a great game championship weekend like everybody else did. And so I would say, if I'm the playoff committee, if it really is subjective and you really can choose the teams that are best or most deserving, I would say, you know what? After a season of football, these top four are clearly the most deserving. They're fucked. They're playing in their conference championships. So I don't give a fuck what happens this weekend. Ohio State, you're not getting in. Alabama, you're not. I don't think Alabama's getting in either way. Um, but I, fuck it, dude. I don't care. I would just re-roll the top four into the playoff. I don't care if USC loses, TCU loses, especially TCU should be in automatically. It's just USC, absurd. USC, I'll disagree with you on SC. That that's the one where I would say if they lose, I would put Ohio State over. I would put one loss Ohio State in over two loss USC. I don't look. Uh, so so I don't. I, I, I agree from, like, a less emotional, more like, okay, yes, uh, yeah, you know, that Ohio State team is very good. I, I, I do agree with you there. I guess the injustice, though, like, even there, you paint it as two loss USC versus one loss Ohio State. Well, in the same amount of games, because USC it, is one loss as well. But in the same amount of games. And they have a – In the same amount of games, then Ohio State should be, in my opinion, ahead of USC. But they're not because of when they lost. Like, if you would reverse them and and SC had lost on the last weekend and Ohio State was on the outside. I'm trying to, to think in, who has the better end. resume like, out of I, the two. I, SC does not have a, a great win. There isn't a great win on SC's schedule this year. Um, at, they, the, in the last two weeks, they beat Notre Dame and they beat UCLA. And their common opponent is Notre Dame, which they, which they both beat. So the question then is, which league would you put more credence in as far as, as did strength? You, did USC have to play Washington this year? Uh, they beat Oregon State, who's up to 15. They beat Oregon, who's 16. They beat UCLA, who's 17. That's three top 20 wins right there. Um, they lost to Utah, who's 11. And that was, by the way, and a two-point conversion on the last play on the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... So you have Ohio State with wins over number eight Penn State, which is a better single win than anybody the USC has. But then you got to go all the way to number 21 Notre Dame uh, versus USC having a higher volume of middle-tier ranked teams there. So, so I think there's a real argument to be made about schedule. Yes, strength, Ohio State has more NFL people on the roster. Strength of schedule, SC 57, Ohio State 34. If you're just looking at strength of schedule, neither is elite. Um, TCU, for example, is 35. Um, and then you could have strength of record as well. And based on strength of record, uh, SC is six, Ohio State is four. So, like, I would still, I think, have Ohio State ahead of SC if it, if it, were, if it were me either way. But it's, I understand you're going to value a conference championship, and you should. And so if SC wins there, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, they should be. I my, mean, those my, are point, my, my point is, as we, as we got right to this there. point, my, is that only when you lose matters. Like, if, if, if Ohio no, State it's, had it's, lost it's a, well -made a month point. ago and SC lost this week, they would just switch. It's a well-made point, and I don't want to belabor the point because yeah. I'm fine if USC 
uh, or TCU gets knocked out and Ohio State gets in. Ohio State's a very good, good damn football team. And, like, yeah, they got beat badly by Michigan, but Michigan's undefeated, and they beat the hell out of everyone else they played. And the Notre Dame and Penn State wins are nice. Uh, you know they're extremely talented, so I'm fine with Ohio State getting yeah. in. But it is only those five. Like, even if Alabama's not getting in. I think that's the fear, right, is what you're saying. Like, everyone fears that. There is – So the top three are in there. The only No matter what, right? I think TCU is the one that that could drop out, which is batshit crazy, but I think they could. But if they lose. But the – What if USC and TCU lose? That would be the path. Like, for Bama – is that if two teams dropped out? No, that's what I'm saying. Though, to me, that you would have to keep TCU in that mix I, and then put Ohio State in there. Is I what would I'm saying. I would think, I would agree to keep Bama out. I'm not sure they would do that. Oof. It would be my point. Because then you'd be looking at TCU would be a one loss team, Bama would be a two loss team. The argument for Bama would be now, I would t- I'll tell you this. They don't have a top 20 win. I get it. They're, they're, because here's the thing their losses were. Two, oh. No, no, listen, oh. listen. You're, you're going to talk about. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay? Yeah. I'm just laying out what the conversation No, I know. I'll just, I'll get the counter. You have, you, you have to look at wins, but then also, like, people, I saw people upset that LSU dropped as far as they did. Well, you got blown the fuck out by a four, a four win team. Like, that's a bad loss. Bama yeah. doesn't have a bad loss. They lost on the road at Tennessee, on the road at LSU, both in dramatic end of game fashion. They were a, a, an eyelash away from being undefeated. They don't have the well, – the, but what's their best so, win? Okay, okay. What's their best win? They don't have a good win. That's, and they don't have my a great problem win. with the close loss argument, say. Matt, is so if you get somewhat credited for a close loss, should you not get credited or knocked for a close win? Right? Like if a shitty A&M team was down to the last play, they keep or, telling me – Or LSU down, against Arkansas. They keep telling me down last play, down oh, yeah. last play. If, if A&M was down last play, well, that's your ding, Alabama. If – Texas was down in last play. That should ding Alabama. It's so like the same way that people are saying, oh, well, Ohio State got blown out. Yes, but Ohio State blew everybody else out. I got a great idea. 12-team play. Let's have a full fucking playoff so we don't have to argue over all this stupid bullshit. Yeah. Like game control and whose loss is better. How about you just go play? Put a fucking bracket together and go play football games. I do not understand for the life of me how any – football-loving fan could be against playoff expansion. It does not make a shit-dick lick of sense to me one bit how anybody could be opposed to it. Yeah. Like, how in the fuck could you be opposed? It's going to ruin the regular season. Fuck you. And no, fuck well. it. It's the same people who – It'll make it awesome for more teams. Exactly. <laughs> Think about the Pelicans last year. How much yeah. fun was it down the stretch because you had a chance – like. They say, well, they don't deserve it. Fuck you, they don't deserve it. They don't go play on the field. Let's find out. Like, are you kidding me? You're telling me you can't make an argument for tw- for 12 teams to have a shot to go play it? You can't make an argument for Penn State? You can't make an argument for Clemson or Kansas State or LSU or Tennessee? Like, you can't make an argument? So Oregon, he, the, the argument exists. Here's a comment that I always see, and I think it's fundamentally flawed. Every game's a playoff. Kobe you, says 12-team playoff would get Bama in every year, LMAO, even great. three losses. I don't care. Who cares? If you lose three games, you're not a good team. Right? Like, that's the fucking point. If you lose three games, you're not a good team. And so I don't care if that Bama team makes it in the playoffs. It's just like this year's Bama team. This year's Bama team is not good by Bama standards. They're the most beatable Bama team we've seen in years. Not Again, not just in the games that they've won, but in the ones that they've lost. They haven't beaten a good team yet this year. I would love oh my God. for this Alabama team to be in a playoff because they would lose. Ugh. 
So, no, get out of here. And it would also open up more opportunities for you. Yes, exactly. Think and about it. Maybe who, you go on one of those magical who, who runs. Who would have wanted to play 06 LSU? Who would have wanted to play 2012 LSU? Who would have wanted to play 2001 LSU? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it, like the other thing I'll say is teams are allowed to improve over the course of a season. Yeah. Like, if you're not your best week one, okay. Like, LSU this year was a great point of that. Like, you were not good week one, and you got better as the season went along. Like, you shit your pants last week, but, like, if you take care of business against A&M, you know you got a playoff spot on the line. So, like, it's like uh, Brian Kelly this week talked about LSU winning with trait over talent. Traits over talent. To me, Alabama this year has been talent over traits where their raw talent is still as high or higher than anybody in the country, but they're maybe missing some of those uh, core intangibles that they've had uh, at other times that have led yeah. to their championship teams. Um, Douglas Herself says, you guys are full of crab at expansion. You're making the same arguments about far shittier teams. We're having the same discussion about three and four now that we used to have about one and two. Uh, yeah, but Douglas, that's a law so of diminishing stupid. returns, right? Once you get down to 11 and 12, nobody's going to get that up in arms about uh, Washington not getting in the playoff or 9 and 3 Florida State or 9 and 3 LSU not getting in the playoff. Like nobody's going to feel badly enough for you to create controversy and be like, oh, we have to change the system. Bingo. Uh, because no, 12 teams are in there. It is, or, it is or, go to 16, or go to 16, and what the fuck's wrong with that? Yeah, I would, yeah. 16? I would love that. Like, what's, what are you afraid of? Like, what's wrong? What's that guy's name? Douglas Hurstow. And, and, and I guarantee you Douglas is the same guy who was saying when we went to the BCS, it's going to ruin football. What about the Sacred Bulls? When we went to four, it's going to ruin football. What about the regular season? And you know what? Shit keeps growing and getting bigger and better every year. Yes, yeah, 17 Jesus million Christ. people. You know what the problem is? Do you know what the problem is in college football? Is that too many sheep like that guy have guzzled the damn Kool-Aid for too long. They've listened to this bullshit about the Sacred regular season, the bowl games, which players tell you right now they do not give a shit about, that are only existing right now as a money grab for dudes in ugly suits and ugly jackets right now and, and, and they and they bastardize your regular season by force feeding you three bullshit games nobody wants to go to yeah. give me 10 games against power five opponents instead of southern and new mexico and fucking uab take that shit and shove it up your ass but that's who probably wants to, i mean wants to see that at that point though that's also probably tv deals right because tv needs inventory and they would want like does it make more sense Get to TV in to have? Get on an expanded playoff. No, I'm saying, yeah, no, for sure. But does it make more sense to have 10 Power 5 games or 12 games for, like, TV, it's, home it's gate revenue? Tour, but it's gate revenue is the thing. That's why yeah. they don't want to give up the, the gate. That's why, that's why it exists. It's why they went to 12. We don't need 12. We also don't I need like a conference champion. I feel like at a certain point, though, an expanded. Need, you also don't need a conference championship game. Those exist because... It's it's a re it's another TV window. It's a revenue uh, generator for the conferences. You don't fucking need a conference championship game. Well, it is also nice in an era where you only put two or four teams in. But you are right. When you put 12 teams in, a conference championship starts to make a lot less sense. Or 16 teams, for that matter. Ugh. I Now, that said, I hope that LSU can win the conference championship this weekend. And I kind of like... Uh, 
Uh, dude, no. Okay, so Douglas says, dude, no one is going to want to watch four versus twelve. You're fucking. We can't stupid. even have You're one versus four stupid. be a good game now. You are fucking. Stupid. You will still get blowouts around the edges, oh but do God. you know how much fun all the middle games will what be? A fucking. And idiot. every now and then you're going to fuck up and get that South Carolina to Tennessee upset, and you're going to be like, holy shit, can, I never we, saw that can coming. We, can we do this real quick? Hold on. Because every time, every time someone like like your boy says some shit like that, I, let's do the exercise, okay? If the playoff were today, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Southern Cal get a bye. Your first round Ohio, would be Ohio State hosting Washington. Would you be interested in watching that game on yeah, television? Yeah, absolutely. At the horseshoe? Yeah, I would too. So fuck that guy. I he would love have to, watch. to see he Michael can go watch Penix lacrosse. Would try you? to battle that C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes. Kalen DeBoer in year one. How about would you like to watch Alabama host Utah in a playoff game? Bad Cam Rising. Would you like to watch Tennessee host Kansas State in a fucking playoff game? Yeah. Would you like to see Penn State host Clemson in a playoff game? Oh, oh who Penn the State fuck would watch that, Douglas? So no, 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 Douglas, I'm sure on that given night, you wouldn't be watching that. You'd be fucking rearranging your goddamn shoes. Fucking stupid. It's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Douglas does it's have so a lot of shoes. A lot I of bet shoes. he does. Um... I'm not mad at him. He's just regurgitating bullshit that he's heard for years from people, and he just believes it. It's not his fault. million people watched Ohio State-Michigan. These numbers will only increase if you start to have an expanded playoff. 15 million people watched USA-England for context. And that was on a Friday with no competition in a really nice window here stateside considering. It was, well, it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That's not good. Uh, but I'm saying in terms of, like, the timings of these games, right, 5 a.m., 9 a.m., or 10 a.m., oh, yes. 1 p.m., oh, and being on a Friday so people could, like, knock off if they wanted to or, like, take an early lunch, take a half day, it's not ideal. But I'm saying it's still impressive that Michigan-Ohio State, highest-rated game of the year, uh, beat, that, beat a World Cup game. All right, we're, it's uh, Scone and T. We got a little bit of a late start, so we apologize. If you're watching on YouTube, even what's his name, Douglas? Douglas, thank you for watching. I'm, not, I'm really not mad at you. I'm just making a, an example out of you. Oh, Douglas you're said just only wears bullshit. work boots and flip-flops. Good and for him, did dude. A dab. Good for you, bro. Work hard. That's awesome. Work hard, play hard, right? I'm really not mad at him. He's just, I, just, I just made an example out of him because he made He's a, he, Douglas but, has served the point of a um, rhetorical hitting tee, essentially, where – when you have a point you want to make, you just need someone to set the ball up for you. Yeah, and uh, thank that. you, Douglas. You did a yeah, great Douglas job of that, that tonight. Job, thank Douglas. you very much. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube, please smash that like button. Facebook, please like the 104.5 ESPN page, share the post. And for all those who are listening, a lot of people listen to the pod audio only. Yeah. So if you're listening, thank you. Please subscribe up to the to the pod as well, the audio only pod. We are at Oliver Twist, Perkins Road in Baton Rouge. Great food as well. What is, is this spinach artichoke? That is spinach artichoke spinach chip artichoke with some, um, it's like wonton crackers. Like fried pita chips, it's so maybe? good, man. All the food here is fantastic. Uh, Oliver Twist is a great, it really, it's a great lunch spot, great dinners. They have a full menu, so it's great for dinner as well. All your crack, craft cocktails. Uh, T-Bob has become a cock man this year. I have become so a premium cock a premium. Man. You love premium cock. There's no I've doubt about that. I've never had premium cocks like the tails that I've had here. Uh, tonight, it's the What's Up Doc. It's tequila, carrot juice, cyanar, agave nectar, lemon, and cardamom bitters. Uh, I tried it. It's delicious. I am not drinking tonight, though, as uh, there could well, be. Well, like a, I said, I just, no, no, I just haven't been oh, feeling good. Be. And I, I do not, now that I'm finally feeling normal, I don't want to throw myself down a lot. Got hole. it. Uh, and this is uh, E.H. Taylor Small Batch. So excited to get into the Colonel. 
oh. uh, tonight. How much is this? I don't know what they're doing on the break-even. This break is a break-even? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's a break-even. Um, all right, do you want to talk about the LSU-Georgia game finally? Uh, yeah, because I think that LSU did a great job of playing the long game and like a possum pretending to be dead. LSU and Brian, this is how advanced Brian Kelly's staff is. He knew that Georgia's only really locked in when they perceive you as a threat, right? So if you want, if you can represent yourself as a Mizzou or a Kent State, that's actually your best chance at kind of catching them unaware. So they're like, you know what? We've already won the West. Lose to A&M badly, seemingly embarrassed. Georgia sleepwalks. Bam! LSU wins SEC champs too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, great I, job, Kelly. I mean, that I is some next level planning. I don't think it is. Um, I I don't think it's impossible for LSU to win the game. Can I ask you the question I asked somebody who told me that earlier? Who's okay. like, I think they can, but it's really. How many times do they win the game out of ten? Two. Okay. I was I was I'm putting the over under at one and a half, and yeah, I'm not two. sure where I land around that yet. Let's say two out of ten. Okay, so we're about the same. We're about the. It, it, it takes that almost one in ten. You know, 15%, 20% beat for LSU to pull this off. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, so that's 80-20, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm quite there, but yeah. I, well, here's the thing with Georgia. Um, with, with respect to LSU, I think one of the things I, I know I've said, a lot of people said, LSU's not good enough just to roll their helmet out there and beat a team. We saw that last week. You can't just show up and win. No. Georgia's good enough to show up, not play their best, and win. Yes. They're talented. They're deep. Um, what I will say about Georgia is where they are flawed. They did lose 15 players to the NFL draft, and their defense has been magnificent this year. Um, but they are not as good, especially in the back end, as they were a year ago. Their front seven, even though you lost all those guys, you still have Jalen Carter. Uh, I mean, you all know the names. They're, they're really good. You're not going to run against them, so it's where are they susceptible. And I think it takes a team with a specific skill set that might be able to attack, and I think that's, that's, that's through the air. And I think LSU's receivers, are, you're deep enough and good enough to move the ball. Now, Tennessee could not do that uh, because Hendon Hooker could not get pressure. the ball. He was under pressure the whole time. I mean, my problem is that we've also seen that Jaden Daniels is a little unwilling to right. stretch the field. But we saw him do it against Florida. Uh, we saw him do it against Bama. Yeah. And if he is willing to do that in this moment and actually let go of the football, then, yeah. I, I pulled up. Did, so we used to do this exercise whenever LSU w was in the long losing streak to Bama. We'd go and look at, at games that Bama lost. And inevitably there would be like one a year. And, you know, a couple of times it was Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss or, you know, bowl game here, there. And, and um, you know, Johnny Manziel beat him in 2012. And so we'd always look, okay, what does it take? For the teams that have been able to do, what does it take? So if you go back and look, at, in two years they've lost one game. And Georgia, it was, you're talking about. Georgia. And, and it was the SC championship last year. Last year against Alabama. Um, do you, I, I've said this on a couple platforms, so if you know it, tell me. But if you, if you don't, don't cheat. No. Do you, do you know how much Bryce Young threw for last year against Georgia? When? Which game? In, in, the, SC, in the championship game, in the win, in the Alabama win, the SC championship game. I feel like everybody has said that the difference in the games was the injury to um, – oh, why am I blinking on the receiver right now? What? Jamison Williams. Yes, yeah, yeah, sorry. My head is still – No, no, no you're right. Uh, 
So I feel like I would say like 300 yards, but I feel like your setup is specifically to tell me like test taking theory says that your setup is that he probably threw for like 180 or something. He did not throw for 300 yards. Yeah. He threw for 412 yards. Oh, shit. Never mind. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. So they fucking shredded him. They decided we're just going to fucking throw the ball. Bryce Young threw 44 times. They Damn. ran it. They ran it 26, and a lot of that was the game was fucking over. They basically de decided we are just going to spin it and let our receivers beat you. Jamison Williams, to your point, had like 180 receiving yards. Like that is the path to beat this team. You have just got to be able to hit big plays and move the ball through the air because you're not going to run it on them. You're not. Like, they're too good in the front seven at every position. They're better everywhere in the front seven. Yeah. So you've just got to be able to move the pocket and, and stretch the field, make plays. And then you've got to be able to hit a big one. Like, Missouri Missouri had a 63-yard run, and they won the turnover battle 2-0. Missouri's problem was they kicked five field goals and a 26-22 loss. Three of the field goals were inside of 30 yards. It was like a 22, a 28, and a 29. Yeah, they couldn't finish drives. They could not finish the drive. It's like if, if one of those is a touchdown drive, Georgia's down three scores in the fourth quarter, and they don't have enough. To, Georgia had to score two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter to win that game. Yeah. So, like, if Missouri – and, again, big if. Credit to Georgia. They're fucking awesome. I get it. But, like, I think LSU got better offensive talent than Missouri does. So, that, I guess that's, your, that's your path. You, you've got to be willing to throw the ball I guess the, 45 times in this game. The problem is when we've seen Jaden look at his worst recently, it's been when teams have just prioritized playing coverage and kind of spying him, getting pressure with their front three or yeah. four, and there's probably not a better defense suited from a talent or discipline standpoint. I get it. Than the uh, than the Georgia Bulldogs didn't like say I it was like, easy. Didn't yeah. say it was likely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said twenty percent. Yeah. But if you want the path, I think that's the path to beating Georgia. So how do you stop them you, when they're on offense? After what you saw against A and M, if Georgia wants to come out and like run you over, uh, I guess you have to hope I that what you saw against A and M was the exception and not the rule. But I've got an 11-game sample that suggests that is the exemption, not the rule. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. LSU was completely disinterested in tackling A-Chain. They just, the offensive, A&M's offensive line blew LSU off the ball, and nobody wanted to tackle. And then we also didn't see a lot of Harold Perkins, which was really bizarre. Well, and then when you did see Perkins, I mean, A&M did a good job of shutting him down. Do you have snap counts from the game? I don't have snap counts. Snap There's count. one play that stands out in my head, though. Third and seven, the one that Wigman yeah. scrambled for in the red zone. It's just all year long, Perkins lined up on the edge. He's looped around to the middle into a spy, and then it's been flushed right to him, and he's killed him. We've seen it happen all year long. And in this game, the guard fits him up, locks him up, and Wigman runs for the first down. So, I don't know. Like, every time I saw Perkins out there, it didn't seem like he was really doing anything. Uh, yeah, he was – and Harold Perkins was – was not injured. I, it was. Did he not play a lot though? I felt like he played a lot. Maybe not. I would love to see a snap count. He was not on the field for a lot of. I did also didn't watch the film again this week. I don't uh, blame you. Because uh, I just have been. I have been feeling good enough. Uh, um. To... I want to shout out my niece Olivia who's watching. Hey Olivia, what's, what's up? What's up, Liv? So. Love Why you. Why don't you ditch the zero and give it the hero?